I'm Seth Andrews, and what you're about to hear is a true story. It's hard to believe that right here in this country, the United States of America, many people once declared a moral war on the teddy bear. Now, to understand this public panic, we have to go back in time to the origins of this fluffy and stuffy companion. This takes us back to the early 20th century, November 1902. President Theodore Roosevelt, who was also known affectionately as Teddy Roosevelt, was on a Mississippi hunting trip with the governor of that state. Most of the people in their party had already shot and killed something. Roosevelt's attendants wanted him to bag some kind of game, and so they found a black bear. They chased it to exhaustion with dogs. They cornered the poor animal and then tied it to a willow tree. And then they summoned Teddy Roosevelt and said, Here you go. This'll be an easy one. Just line up and take your shot. But Roosevelt couldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He said it was just too unsportsmanlike to kill a beast in this way. Now, don't be too charitable with Roosevelt in this story. He did have members of his own team shoot the bear and put it, quote, out of its misery. But the story about Roosevelt's hesitation became the stuff of conversation and ultimately wound up being a political drawing in the Washington Post. It was drawn by a Pulitzer Prize winner named Clifford Berryman. This publication went out on the 16th of November 1902. This was right after the hunting trip. Of course, the cartoon was exaggerated in its nobility with the lassoed bear and a disgusted Roosevelt who refused to shoot. And future versions of this cartoon would make him even more heroic and make the bear even more petite and cute and cuddly. All of this inspired a Russian-Jewish immigrant named Morris Mictum. Morris owned a candy shop in Brooklyn, New York. He sold his sugary confections by day, and he and his wife made stuffed animals at night. And after seeing the Washington Post illustration, after seeing that cartoon by Clifford Berryman, he was inspired to make a bear and send it to President Roosevelt. And he made another one for his shop window with a sign that said, Teddy's Bear. Around the same time, there was a firm in Russia that produced its own bear based on the design of a man named Richard Stife. So from different parts of the planet, the teddy bear craze originated and exploded. But this growing phenomenon was causing real concern for teachers and clergy across the nation. Within just a few years, and with all of these abounding bears, moralists began decrying little stuffed Teddy as ruining young girls. No, no, proper girls don't play with bears. They should play with delicate things, the kind of girly dolls that cultivate maternal instincts and encourage domestic tendencies. 
How could raising a bear prepare girls to one day raise children? How could play feeding a bear condition girls to feed their hardworking husbands? What if nurturing a bear would become a substitute for nurturing a real family? And these women-to-be would decide to never get married and never have kids? This would not stand. One of the most vocal detractors was a woman named Mrs. Jessup, and she ran the sewing department at the NYU School of Pedagogy. Now, pedagogy means the approach to teaching, how to properly teach. And Mrs. Jessup was teaching teachers how to then go to their classrooms and teach girls proper girl skills. Sewing, needlework, dressmaking, even basket weaving. So what was this terrible teddy bear craze that would distract and distort? Mrs. Jessup wrote a widely shared article about all of her concerns, saying that girls should be learning domestication, and instead all that precious time is being spent focused on cute cuddly teddy this stuffed bear is producing so many idle hands and mrs jessup wasn't the only one there were concerns issued by educators and ministers from state to state all across the united states but never fear no moral outrager was able to shoot down this bear which grew and grew over more than a century into a billion-dollar industry, some teddy bears made by hand, others by machines. There are valuable collectible bears. There are museums for antique bears. Emergency workers have discovered that in a crisis situation, if there happens to be a traumatized young child in the vicinity, a teddy bear might be a great calming and stabilizing friend. Many of our most beloved cultural icons have been teddy bears, from Winnie the Pooh and the Care Bears to Paddington Bear. Even the Star Wars Ewoks have a teddy bear quality. The original teddy bear, that one that was fashioned back in 1902 by a humble Brooklyn candy maker, well, he's still with us. He's still around. In fact, you can find Teddy on display at the Smithsonian. He remains a reminder of the power of a good cuddle with a soft friend and a testament to the world's most popular plush. And the tale of the teddy bear and the proposal to ban him from polite society is a true story. True Stories Podcast.com.